Welcome to the Business Exchange Podcast, where we equip buyers and sellers of businesses to maximize income, minimize heartache, and change the trajectory of their financial future. Now here are your hosts, Mike Hall and Steve Wright. Welcome everyone. We're glad you're with us now that we are officially in summer. Um, this time of the year naturally makes me think of doing things outdoors. So, Steve, I know you like to go fishing like me. What would be your go-to lure for bass fishing? Yeah, so bass fishing, I grew up on Lake Lanier in North Georgia. So, you know, I would say most of the fishing that we did, we just put a big old fat worm on it growing okay. up. But okay. now I like to use a uh, wacky worm. So A wacky worm? Yeah, so you basically take, you know, a long worm and you just hook it in the middle. Uh-huh. And uh, that's kind of my go-to on bass fishing. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I would actually, along those lines, I use a, uh, I like to use a, a long rubber or plastic worm, like a purple plastic worm, with a Carolina rig so that the hook is actually backwards up into the, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the like Carolina a rig protector. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So very traditionalist, uh, using that purple worm on a plastic or a plastic worm with a Carolina rig. But when I was nine years old, uh, I, we were, it was the middle of the summertime and my cousins, uh, my cousin and my brother went down to a farm pond near a house and, um, you know, there was tobacco fields all around Eastern North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And um, so one of the local farmers had been irrigating off of that that farm pond. So the water was already low. So I'm standing in the mud on a cinder block. (laughs) And I'm throwing this purple worm into, uh, you know, one of the deeper parts of what's remaining of this farm pond. And I must have hit that fish on the head because he just swallowed it right then and there. And uh, I ended up catching, I'm nine years old, mind you, and I ended up catching a seven and a half pound bass. And that fish was about as big as I was. So, I mean, those were fun times. But ever since then, I have been a firm believer in those. Oh, of course. You're a purple worm. mm -hmm. So, where you didn't get the tattoo on your shoulder. You know, most people (laughs) wouldn't believe, you know, just on these little small North Carolina, you know, farm ponds uh, how big these bass get get in them yeah well i mean if it's in the middle of nowhere and you know it's not getting fished out you're gonna find some big fish in there he doesn't can, have a lot of options of, of where he can go does he exactly right <laughs> so um this is a good segue to our topic for today which is executive summary so if you think of a listing if if, if you think of listing a business for sale as fishing for a buyer then the executive summary we're going to be talking about today would be the fat, juicy worm. Steve, why don't you help us understand in simple terms what exactly is an executive summary? Yeah, so like you said, in the most simplest terms, an executive summary is a snapshot of a business, right? So it simply uh, gives the prospective buyer an overview of what the business uh, is without going into too many details. And that's why we say that it's the worm, because it's meant to get the potential buyer interested enough to bite and uh, to, to be enticed to sit down and have a meeting with the owner. Okay. All right. So um, 
So an executive summary then is, is a snapshot. It's an overview. And um, it's, it's kind of like uh, an enticement for a buyer. But let's, let me kind of go over with our listeners exactly what goes into it so they can kind of get a better picture of the different sections of an executive summary. Okay. And I'm just going to go through these very quickly. So typically in an executive summary, you'll have, it'll open up with just, you know, maybe a, a, a very short paragraph of an overview. Um, then you're going to get some basic numbers. And by, by that, I mean, uh, profitability, number of years in business, hours of operation, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, then you're going to get a little bit of the history of the business. Again, these are just going to be very short, two and three, maybe four sentence paragraphs tops, if it's a paragraph at all. A lot of times it's bullet points. Um, then you're going to get some of the strengths and uniquenesses of this particular business. Um, you'll have a section about growth opportunities, so what a new owner could do to grow that business. Um, there'll be a section about giving some basic information about the number of employees, um, how long they've been there, um, how many managers there are, so on and so forth. Uh, then there's a section about the facility. So if it's an owned or leased facility, and if it's leased, um, how long the remaining lease is, the square footage, all that good stuff. Um, there's always a section that has some photographs so that the potential buyer can see um, some pictures. And then we always have a section that kind of gives an outline as a structure of the deal. So what the uh, seller has in mind in terms of how the, he would like to have the deal structured. Um, and then we always have um, a portion of the um, financial report that we prepare. We call it a recast. We'll have a portion of that, um, you know, just a, again, just a quick snapshot of that so that the potential buyer can have um, just a quick idea about the profitability of a business. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of information, but again, these sections are summaries and they're no way intended to be a substitute for due diligence, which comes after an offer is given and agreed upon. Yeah, well, Mike, one of the things, I'll, I'll go back to our analogy just to kind of, you know, to put an exclamation point and stress the importance of the executive summary. Because sometimes you can talk about the executive summary and it just seems like it's like this general thing that's out there, that it's a lot of fluff, it's not a lot. But, you, you know, if you were to imagine going fishing with just a hook. Mm-hmm. It, we call it, that fishing on credit. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd have a really <laughs> difficult time uh, enticing the fish to bite, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so basically that executive summary, it showcases a lot of the information about the business that the business buyer needs to have before they can decide if they're going to move forward. Because you have to remember, I, I, I look, I compare it to buying real estate. I mean, it, it's tough to put an offer down on a house if you've not walked into the house. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And so the business buyer, he's about to put down, you know, and some of the businesses that we sell, Mike, I mean, they're getting ready to write a check to you uh, for, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for a business. And so they, they've got to have some information. And so the executive summary is, is basically like that dress rehearsal. It gives uh, that first positive information. So it's there, it's really clean. It's very professional. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And so the buyer who gets that, he's able to get a pretty good basic understanding. And then if he likes that information, typically they will call us back and say, wow, I really like this information. This, this looks like a great business, right? If we've, if we've done our job right and mm-hmm. presented the business well, then the buyer is enticed by that. And then what happens is that's when they sign a confidentiality form and that's when they fill out a uh, buyer profile, letting us know that, you know, what their past experience was. We talked about this in our last episode, but also let, you know, stating that they have the financial wherewithal to buy this business. Mm. And so once we get that information, that's when we can send over this executive summary. Right. So again, uh, just to reiterate, we're not sending out this information until we vetted this buyer first. And so, but this is a part of the process, right? So they get fully vetted by us. Uh, We determine that they could be a potentially good candidate. And then we follow up and say, hey, you know, uh, thanks for submitting your information. We think you'd be a good candidate. Here's the executive summary we prepared. Have a look at it, and then I'll follow up with uh, arranging a time for you to meet the the business owner and to see the business. All right. So again, the goal is here to get that potential buyer that we vetted and we've determined is a good candidate to get them to go and meet with the business owner and to see the business. We found, <clears throat> excuse me, we found that. If we can get a buyer to actually sit down across the table from a seller and learn about the business in a personal and tangible way, then there's a better than even chance that that buyer is going to submit an offer on that business. Um, Steve, what are some of the other benefits that come from having a good executive summary? Yeah, so again, we'll just keep using our analogy. I think it works perfectly. I mean, you you use the bait for the... um, fish that you're wanting to catch, right? Mm-hmm. And so obviously if you're bass fishing, you can use a Carolina rig like you mentioned, or you can use a wacky worm that I mentioned. Um, or if you're going fishing for blue marlin or for selfish or, you know, kingfish or my my, that requires different types of bait to be used, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the executive summaries uh, are, you know, they're, I would say for a small business, the an executive summary that we would write would be, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 pages. Mm -hmm. And then depending on the size of the business, you know, that could get up to 35, 40, 45 pages, depending Mm -hmm. on the size of the business. And so Mm -hmm. what that, um, you know, does is it benefits the business seller by making sure that his business or her business is marketed properly Mm -hmm. because that in the end, what's going to allow that buyer to decide if they move forward with this, uh, it's going to be the information that they find in the executive summary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, once an offer is given and accepted, you know, then we go into due diligence, Mike, as you know, as you know, you help us with a lot of our due diligence matters here in Raleigh. And so when we get to, you know, that, um, you know, which we're going to talk about due diligence in a, in a future episode. But let, let's just say that this, this is where the buyer gets to look under the hood, right? Mm-hmm. And so having a well-done executive summary, professional executive summary that lays out the foundation, it, it's going to basically allow the buyer 
to know what he's looking for or what she's looking for when we get to do due diligence. Mm-hmm. So it enables the broker to gather the def- the necessary business documents, study the business, and assess the strengths and weaknesses of the business. And so all of this happens, and you know, this helps um, the case get built. Mm-hmm. And so you know, with without an executive summary, a, br- a broker may not have such a good opportunity to know the business well enough uh, to know its obstacles, its benefits, you know, the positives um, that would help us represent it properly. Right. So essentially the fact that, you know, here at, uh, in our trains world Raleigh office, that the fact that we, we kind of made that a core uh, practice of, you know, building these executive summaries that that kind of forces us to do our homework to know this business well so that we're really you know we're building on a foundation so that by the time we get to due diligence we've we've kind of worked through all the kinks and surprises that that, that are going to come up and it gives us a much stronger ability to get that business to the closing table well um, one of the dirty secrets in the business brokerage world is once a business has been put under contract 50% approximately 50% of those deals fall through. That's right. Well, what And even the, the ones that do close probably die three times before you get to closing, well, yeah, right? But, but that what happens is, and that, that's why that's why executive summary and the buyer-seller meetings are so important because you basically, when you're sitting at the table, what you're, you're getting, in, you're passing information back and forth, but what you're really doing is you're, hopefully building trust, mm-hmm. the buyers building trust, the sellers. And so as much information uh, that we can put, you know, in front of the buyer that is truthful, that is accurate. Well, if we present that in the executive summary, then when we get into due diligence, it's further validated. Well, that helps that buyer, you know, have confidence um, that they, you know, can, can move forward. And then let me say this, Mike, too. You know, we're we're not just out here collecting data and put it in it, putting it in an executive summary and sending it out uh, after the forms are signed. The people who own these businesses, obviously, they've got the biggest, the most vested interest in their business. And so, once we get the executive summary, I, I like to say between eighty-five and ninety percent complete, we send it back to the seller, the business owner, right? Mm-hmm. And they breathe on it and. Hey, you know, we said 13, you know, we actually have 15 uh, employees because we forgot Charlie and Chris. And, you know, so they get to come back and sharpen that executive summary uh, so that it's 100% accurate. Yeah. I mean, we we really try to do this with excellence, right? It's a it's one of the core cool principles of, of our office. Well, I, I would say this, Mike, if I, if I owned a business that I were selling and I was thinking about you know, bringing on the services of a business broker, one of the things I would ask him to bring to the meeting is two or three executive summaries mm-hmm. uh, that are, you know, maybe not the the actual uh, information on businesses, but I would want to have a general idea of sample executive summaries so that I could see how he's going, he or she is going to market my business. Absolutely. And uh, just Keep that in mind, folks, if you're out there looking to list your business for sale and you've spoken with a business broker and they have not 
um, educated you as to the importance of the executive summary in the marketing process, then it's probably a good idea that you're not with the the best uh, the best broker you could be with. And so uh, that should be an expectation, not an exception. So if you would like to learn more about how executive summaries are prepared or how we could do one for your business, if you're uh, interested in listing your business for sale, feel free to give us a call. Our number is 919-424-1927. Our website is www.tworld.com slash Raleigh, or you can email us at mhall, M-H-A-L-L, at tworld.com. Again, that number is 919-424-1927. Well, that's another episode in the books. We want to thank you for taking the time to invest in learning about how businesses get bought and sold. Uh, we also want to uh, just tell you how grateful we are at, at the opportunity we have to serve the folks here in and around Wake County and Central North Carolina. And we wish you all a happy 4th of July. That's, that'll be coming up soon. Um, also, make sure you tune in in a, in a few weeks, a couple of weeks, when we'll be discussing how the unemployment, unemployment numbers that we're seeing are not failures, but opportunities. So, for Steve Wright and the rest of the uh, Business Exchange podcast crew, we wish you um, a great 4th of July, and remember to keep those books clean and keep our number handy.